of Jadabs. Is it is it recording? It is recording. Yep, we're still recording. On the audacity thing. Ba-doop. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's greatly appreciated that you also are aware of my fuck ups. <laughs> I was like, oh. I know what Matt's done in the past. I, just I wanna... wonder. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 164 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. That's Danny. What's up? Over there, we got Big G. Hey, hey. And then... I'm going to read it verbatim here because I, I'm assuming you put your time and effort into this one, Anthony. Sure did. The Tesseret fanboy, Anthony. That's me. He, he remembered to put it in the right one this time, the right show notes. Damn right it did. <laughs> and also tonight, we are joined by the one, the only, the amazing Amu. How's it going, man? It's going. <laughs> how's, how's I, it? I had something prepared and then I forgot it. Fucking stole your thunder by God making forgetting Matt. about Blame it. Matt. Fucking Matt every time. It's because I'm taking his time. Oh, took forever. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. If if it, when it pops up into your head, just <laughs> cut me off. That's fair. Yeah, it probably wasn't all that great anyway. Guaranteed. Way better than anything that I could do. <laughs> As oh. we all are aware of. Also, quick thing for you from last episode. The card was secret layer. For that Heroes of the Realm thing. Yeah, you said you said it afterwards. But I know, I, don't, I said I don't it think afterwards. We, we did I, wanted, I wanted you to know for sure this time, and the listeners, because I bet they were thinking like, I wonder what they were talking about. Yeah, uh, the art's done by Wizard of Barge yeah. for the Heroes of the Realm card. Yep. Secret Lair is what it was called, and it looks really cool. It's dope. But thank you for deciding to join us this uh, this week for this wonderful episode, and uh, thank you as well, Amu. We're excited. <laughs> Amu is excited. He can't contain it. So let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast from us speaking to the blind eternities to us speaking to an actual audience. Hopefully an audience that enjoys what we produce, but an audience nonetheless. And that is truly humbling for us. So from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, we thank you. We do have to give special thanks to our Patreons of this podcast. The supporters are some crazy motherfuckers that will that help cover the maintenance and production and the expansion of this week in MTG. We give a ginormous thank you to Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, and Casey B. If you want to be crazy and supporting us too, go check out our Patreon and the links down below. When you go there, you'll see we have two tiers, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. Right now, for Christmas, we're kind of doing some special stuff here. At the $3 tier, you typically put in for a monthly drawing for just normal booster packs. But for December, we're going to be doing collector boosters because we love all of our Patreons. So drawing for collector boosters of an undetermined one yet. I think maybe we'll just randomly buy some and then go from there. Yeah. Then at uh, the $10 tier, you get put in for a monthly drawing for a commander card that's valued between $15 and $20. But... Again, for December, we're going to do something special. I'm thinking of uh, finding a card. There would be no voting. Typically, uh, we do a voting, but I'm going to find a card that's like 25 to $30 in value 
and that will be the one that will be given away. It'll be blinged out, you know, foil, kind of fancy and shit. Mm. So, Ooh. yeah, I think you people know. like that one. Yeah, no, because it's like you know we want to thank our patrons so much for supporting us. Uh, if you guys don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also check out our amazing sponsor, J Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thanks, J-Dubs, for supporting <laughs> us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to the breakdown where I tell you how this episode is going to be structured. So we're going to start off at the Boggle Desk where Big G is going to be talking about a salt and sugar report and then go over results from DreamHack Atlanta and... Uh, well, a, t- a teaser. Teaser. Teaser of results. Okay, teaser of results, and then uh, well, I'll get gonna, I'll get to it. I'll yeah, get okay, to there's it. There's a TBD thing in there, and, I'm, and we're all excited about that part coming up. And then uh, we're going to talk about some upcoming events. From there, we're going to jump straight into the news. We have some festival in the box news. We got Hasbro news, which of course the one and only Big G will be reading because he is the stock man of this group. Better pull up the stocks. <laughs> not not a licensed guy, but he, yeah, just, no. he just deals with it. I'm just the one do. that has stocks and he Hasbro just deals with in the group. We're yeah. going to be talking about Car- Card Conjurer and then uh, Daily MTG updates and the, I don't know, not a debacle, but the uproar that happened behind that as well. Then we're going to talk about uh, Jumpstart previews from there. Going to jump to the Conjured Currency. And when we're done with that, y'all can go home. That's the episode. Sweet. They're already home, Matt. Come on, Danny. Put more enthusiasm into it. Notice how he's been working on his ventriloquism skills. <laughs> oh, Danny, fun fact. I just figured out that my Oxygen 49 is a MIDI keyboard, and I can get your sound effects on that thing. Oh, sweet. Yes. <laughs> Do you see how much he just lit up right there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've only been after him playing a soundboard for the last three years. He has. Hey, you know what? And you know what it was. Fair, two that you sent to me. By the time you sent them to me, they got bought. Like they were really good or, news. There's one or, that was like, or, or was it the fact that by the time I sent it to you, and by the time you saw it, we're not going to talk about that necessarily. But the fact when I that's saw only fifty percent of the time. Okay. By the time I saw 50%, 100% it, fifty percent, hundred percent of the time. Danny drink. It was so fuck off. Danny drink. All right, so salt and sugar report. Here we go. Back to the boggle desk. So salt, it's like I'm a little salty about this, but I'm not all at the same time. I'm back to uh, updating how I have my cards sorted for my own personal collection. Shout now, what out. are you doing? What are you doing now? I've just I haven't sorted like the last three sets of things I've bought, so I need to take time to go through oh, them and put I them. I thought in, you changed your whole in their, thing up no again. in their appropriate like, boxes. What are you doing? So it's just. I've been working on getting stuff cleaner in my desk and my air, all my space, so that way I know where everything's at. Uh, but didn't play too much Magic this weekend. 
uh, just a little busy with uh, getting ready for Friendsgiving and getting the house ready and having Friendsgiving and then just being so goddamn tired that I went to sleep. Uh, but some sugar, working on my current Demir build for Commander Challenge, so that's been fun to kind of... This has been a really cool thing about this challenge is playing outside of my normal area and trying to find different things to work with and all that jazz. So I also did decide one thing I think I'm going to start doing because I did it and it was fun for this Demir deck is I'd start doing some polls on when I know what color scheme I'm going to do next, uh, give you guys a chance to tell me what I'm going to play. So And, and, and where would a person tell you oh. where to play? Oh, yeah. see, that would be a great thing. It's called on our Discord. So make sure to join the Discord if you have not already. What's one cool thing about the Discord? How, yeah. how do they get in? Is it... Oh, it, it's very simple. You just go to our link tree and hit the Discord button, and then you join our Discord. There's no cost? There's zero cost. We have no paywall for that shit? No paywall. We're not and, those motherfuckers. But you know what else we do? We share some memes. We share pictures of our feet if you're a Patreon. Uh, I mean... That does cost money. <laughs> That's on the OnlyFans. <laughs> There's a paywall for that channel. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we do spell table games which we've been getting a lot more active which has been really fun so make sure you're jumping on and getting on to that but now to talk about some dream hack hold on oh, i got i got a quick sugar report real quick oh <laughs> my sugar report is i've been challenged to make a commander deck by nomad he sent me a pre-started uh like a seed pack i haven't opened it yet i just opened the box today and he also, I think I think you guys might enjoy this here a little bit. He sent a buddy that can help me brew this deck. And I'm going to show you this, buddy. Did you open the buddy already, or is this the first time you're opening the buddy? I guess this is the first time I'm opening the buddy. No. Yeah. So I know what it is. It's Bud. It's kidding. I have no idea. So you look at this. Is that a dwarf? Who does that make you think of? Yep. That's, that's a dwarf. Who does that make you think of? It is Personally, a, me, him. It's a life-size replica of JB that I have with me now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Okay, even better. Yep. It's even better. So you got a little buddy, which means you're going to be doing a dwarf deck, maybe. No, he's going to make a boggle deck. Or that, well, I guess that's true. It's so, hard to tell between the two. He's helping me make a deck. And wow. the, the deck challenge. You, you want to take a look at JB again? Look at him. He's finally back on the podcast. <laughs> JB, oh, you're back. Get, get, get him actually, over here. I actually saw that he was He's got to be at the boggle desk. Yeah, he's got to sit over the boggle desk. I actually saw he was live. Or he, he was. was he, he was playing, playing Arena on Sunday. He was Sunday. Arena on Discord. Yeah. Oh, was he? He popped yeah. up on Discord. He was playing Arena. Oh, I missed oh, nice. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Sunday nights because I was, yep. I was sitting and uh, doing some sorting of my own stuff, and I was watching YouTube, and I had Discord popped up just in case people were... On one of the channels, and I would just pop in and chat with people. But there's that. JB is still around, and now he's with us. <laughs> I got it. Forever. Um, he's firmly so, planted at the boggle desk. <laughs> I knew, so I, when I first saw that pack, I'm like, no, my, totally sent me this. And then the note that he sent me, <laughs> he was like, at the end of it, uh, P.S., I have included a little help in the box. <laughs> have fun. Okay, what is this from, though? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's wonderful. <laughs> Because when he, we were playing, we were playing a game of spell table, and he's like, "Yeah, I got JB." <laughs> Show that on camera. I'm like, "Oh my god, it looks just like JB, and it's life size." <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Uh, fuck you, Matt. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Shit, he's back. My boggles will end you. <laughs> my boggles. 
I can't reach okay. the top so, shelf. To, to, to those wondering, the seated deck is a Sulkinar deck, and the gist of it is I got to use all retro uh, pre-99 cards or retro border cards to make this deck. Ooh. All right. So, so Nomad is throwing a challenge out, and I'm excited for that. So that's my trigger. Yeah, man. That's Good my luck. trigger. Good luck on that. Let me know how it goes. I know. Are you done with your red deck yet? Uh, I don't got the, the final pieces yet. Proxy them up. We need to play our red and blue decks together. We will do this then. Okay. Anyway. So for DreamHack, um, specifically, I just pulled up the uh, Pioneer Sunday 10K event, of which big congratulations go out to Slade from our neck of the woods. He took second place in this on Sunday. So look at his name. It's right right there. there. Right Um, there. So I'm just going to, all I'm going to do with this one, because here's the little bit of a tease for you. We've mentioned- that some guys went to uh, DreamHack this weekend that we know. Oh, was so Slade there? He was there. Oh, it's no weird. Way. It's weird. Um, so we're going to actually uh, maybe peruse their thoughts a little bit. Yeah, that will be... A bonus, if you will. It, it, it will be a bonus. Uh, the dates, uh, even for everybody now, I hit up Noah today. Date's unsure at the moment. It'll be later, though. Yeah, probably. Wait, he, wait. He, you're, he telling like, me, you're telling me that Noah... Couldn't figure out a date, and it's going to be later than we anticipated? Potentially? As if by some weird thing Noah's operating on his own time, and I can't wait for him to comment on me making fun of him right here and now, <laughs> either in the live chat, I have summoned you. This weekend, Noah zones? It, it, well, no, we'd still be in this weekend time zones because he's his own time zone. <laughs> All right, so here pew, we go. Pew, 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 pew. All right, so here we go. Uh, normal rundown that I normally do on these type of events. Metagame breakdown. So remember, this is a pioneer event. So we're going to hear a little bit different names than we usually would with modern or even standard when we've talked about it a few times. So some Nykthos ramp. We've got eighty-three or sorry, 18.35% or 69% of the metal was this type of deck where it's Ramping and monocolor devotion to operate on Nykthos. Rakdos midrange, 15.69% decks. Is it Phoenix? 7.71 or 29 decks total. And then mono white humans, 7.18% or 27% of the meta. And little fun fact, our good friend Slade was running some mono white humans. So his meta type is in the top. Hell yeah. Which is crazy to see. It's like a pretty, pretty, it's cut in half from Rakdos to Is It Phoenix right? of MetaShare there. All right. So some of the most played cards sitting at number one is Bone Crusher Giant. 403 copies, 27% of the decks. Lanoir Elves, 400 copies. That's right, my green boys. But 27. the Giant. You know what? They get stomped. Number stomped. three. Elvish Mystic, Green Boys coming in again. Still getting Still get stomped. stomped. <laughs> Still getting stomped. Uh, 27% of the decks. And then Thoughtseize. Bless that card. Yep. So good. 365 <laughs> copies, 25% of the decks. Now it's time to figure out if Danny's been paying attention. <laughs> Everyone's favorite game. Danny, quick. Number one creature. No. You're refusing to play, or you don't know? Yes. All right, he doesn't Danny know. Drinks. It's Bone Crusher Giant, <laughs> Lanwar Elves, and Miss Elvish Mystic sitting at their same percents and numbers. 
that I already said. And number four is Cavalier of Thrones, 276 Thorns. copy. What did I say? Thrones. Thrones. Thorns. Thrones. Same difference, be, right? That would be a cavalier. I don't know. Right? Thrones and thorns. Kind of. Just imagine him on a horse. He's carrying a chair with him. <laughs> just dragging this thorny <laughs> chair behind him. Just, uh, just like no, flying around. No, all I, all I picture here is, what's that? Oh, no. He's got the chair. <laughs> From the top rope. You're missing the big, you're missing the big point here. A cavalier of Thor, a cavalier of thrones actually has a crown of thrones on, on so does he throw chairs it's he still chairs. throws the chairs at someone anyway thrones cavalier of thrones thrones thorns <laughs> damn it <laughs> I, I was, I was gonna say, hopefully that. that was for the laughs but you actually you know what it's, it is for the laughs here's the thing it's, Fuck it's just like throbbin inspector i don't know the actual name anymore <laughs> just don't know it's just Classic. A, it's throbbin it's just cavalier from now on yep thump 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 uh, anyway, 276 copies, 18% of the decks. Now, Matt, were you paying attention to what the number one spell would have been? Without looking at the screen. That's uh, too far to look at. I do. It's Thoughtseize. Okay, there Though, you go. Though, to be fair, to be fair, it's, were, hard, it's, hard, to, it's hard to argue. Like, you could argue the fact that the number one spell is Stomp. Technically, valid point. Technically, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, and that's but the best kind of. That's the best kind of. It tech- wasn't anyway. listed in top spells. So anyway, you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> thoughts. Well, because creatures are super type versus subtype on those adventure cards. Anyway, thoughts. He's number one. Same numbers. Number two, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Three hundred and sixty-three copies, twenty-five percent of the decks. Fatal Taylor. Push. Three hundred and twenty-five copies, twenty-two percent of the decks. And Karn, the great creator, 289 copies, 19% of the decks. So some of the other decks that were in the top spots, we've got three. So three eight and one decks going into the top eight were Rakdos Midranges. We've got a Fires deck, also eight and one. Seven and zero Mono White Humans. Seven and zero Mono Green Devotion with some splashes of other things. And then a seven and one mono green devotion splashes of a few things, and then well, the only splashes is like if they choose to have Nicol Bolas in yep. there as their planeswalker because they're doing the oath of Nissa yep. thing in there. So, um, but then we've got an Abzan Greasefang deck and a couple more mono white humans decks. So there you go, and we'll have more updates on how all that went with our bonus episode. So we're going to save a lot of that meat and potatoes for that episode. Make sure to uh, follow like and turn notifications on for when that drops because this one's exciting we're gonna have like three or three or four yep. people that went down to dreamhack give their experiences and stuff so all right and now some quick results from our Dubs modern league they did the top eight play for uh let's see quarter three yeah, yeah would be quarter three. it was quarter three um and it came down to indomitable creativity versus indomitable creativity and no guess what? Way. Guess what? You'll never guess who won. Affinity. Burn. <laughs> elves. Oh, elves won? Yeah. Did you come out of nowhere? I did. From the top row? really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Came from the ninth row. Yeah, I was just ninth row. Ninth, ninth, from ninth the ninth row. row. From, ninth, row. from ninth place. Uh, <laughs> but Blake ended up winning this quarter of our modern league, so congratulations to Blake. Uh, where does the trash can uh, <laughs> it's, fall? It's this? Dylan. Because Dylan was at DreamHack, so uh, and they decided yeah. that they were playing, and Dylan kind of went, "Go ahead and play without me." That's even better. So he and then did you notice the pick the T-shirts? 
I, yeah. I, I looked at the t-shirts. I don't remember what they said. Though. It's all Dylan. It's all Dylan. It's, it's all Dylan. Dylan saying, I love this format. Pioneer is my favorite. <laughs> or something like that. Yep. So there we go. There is so that. Slam. All right. So some upcoming events. We already kind of talked about this, or rather we've talked about Arena Open. So not much of the information has changed. Remember, it's always in specifically Pacific time. So make sure to tune in there. But the other week, Watsi announced the Arena Open Brothers War Mixed Limited is scheduled for November 26th and 27th. Day one starts at 6 a.m. Remember, it's specifically Pacific time. And you can enter as many times as you want at the cost of 25K in gold or 5K in gems for either best of one or best of three Brothers War sealed. If you get a record of seven and three in best of one, you'll get 5,000 gems and a day two invitation token. And for best of one with a record of four, or sorry, a best of four and one for best of three, will get you 6,000 gems plus a day two invitation. When day two comes around, you can only use one of those tokens, so you can enter as many and get as many day two tokens as you want, but you can only enter day two events one time. But there is some structure changes. First off, there will be two Brothers War drafts for day two, using a 30-minute match timer for each player. If the first draft you get a record of 3-1 and one or 4-0, and oh, you'll get a draft 2 entry token. And when you get to draft 2 and win, there will be rewards from all the way at the top being $2,000 plus a qualifier weekend invitation. And then you can even get prizes at the bottom, having zero wins in the draft number 2. But make sure to pay attention to the time frames on day two stuff because they are very limited on the time. If you're interested in entering the Arena Open this weekend, make sure to check out the link when we post and see the full details and some frequently asked questions involved with the changes. And now the last upcoming event. We've talked about this one now the last couple of weeks. So if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area on December 3rd or 4th, make sure to stop at the Paradox RCQ we're not going to go over all the details. It's modern. You got cuts to top. Entry fees $40. You get some promos. You get some packs of Modern Horizons too. And if you are lucky enough to be either first or second on either of those days, you'll get qualified for the regionals in early 2023. So there we go. And I'm only glossing over that one. We literally have talked about it the last three weeks. So there you go. A lot. Right. On to the news. I kind of yeah. want you to have the SpongeBob fish costume for next year's Halloween. <laughs> no, I've, I've already got plans for next Halloween. Oh, teasers? Oh, yeah, buddy and I, we're, we're going to be Beard and Ted Lazo. <laughs> and hopefully by next year, we're going to have uh, Captain Sexy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> no, Captain Risque. Captain Risque, that's what it was. It wasn't sexy. Risque. Well, sexy Risque. <laughs> all right. All Risque, right. $800. Only fans for that. We already know. To the news. To begin the news off this week, we just wanted to make a correction from last week. Surprise. <laughs> that we would mess up on something. Oh, well. We're just when talking about <laughs> Surprise if we didn't. That's true. We'd be a miracle worker then. When talking about MagicCon Philly and the festival in a box, Matt typed up saying the box will go on sale alongside the tickets for Philly. Matt, how could you? Anyway. But the box actually went on pre-order last Thursday, 17th, and will continue until supplies last. 
which is a little odd since it's on pre-order, meaning it should be print on demand, but no. Read the script. That's the, that's the script. That's what it says right it's there. It's in the script. It's say the last part. Say the last part. I work I'm hard. no economist. Boom. I truly am not. Along with correcting that information, let me tell you about the contents of the festival in a box. What's in the box? Calm down, Brad Pitt. I'll tell you so you don't have to scream like a sad sack. First up, you will get a look at the kitty's foil secret lair. The cards in that drop are Lord Wingrace, Felidar Sovereign, Descends to the Path, and Violent Outburst. All very cute things. Next, the box there, or next in the box, there will be a full mystery booster convention edition booster box. Ooh. This that's, is, how it, that's how it was typed, I promise you. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. This is one of the play t- this is one of the playtest cards. Um, and this is the fixed one, right? Uh, it wasn't clear if it was the old one or the, the newer yeah, one. Uh, I would assume it's probably the fixed one because yes. I haven't seen the old stuff ever given out really anymore. Exactly. It, it, they didn't clarify, but yes. So, listeners, if you get the old style one, hold on to that. It's yes. worth money. Lots. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you'll get a dope ass attracts a playmat deck box and a hundred sleeves with an art style that seems close to the upcoming Phyrexia All Will Be One set. A traditional foil arcane signet that was given out at Magic 30, and one of the Zendikar Rising Commander decks, either Oban or Anowin, and one of the Keldheim Commander decks with Lathril or Rene. Right, Rene? Re- yeah, Rene. Rene? No, it's not Rene. It's it's the spirit foretell one. Yeah, we Rainar? Got- I think his name was Rainar. Rainar, okay. Then that's on It's Rainar. That's not how it's spelled. <laughs> I know that's not how it's spelled. I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh, I can I'm yeah. fucked up on that. Okay. I can hear you shouting at your listening devices at this moment. How much is Watsy looking to take from our wallets and coin purses? And the answer to that, dear listeners, is $269.99. It's actually not bad. That's actually pretty reasonable price. It is. The release date for this Philly box, and don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to Google something later. It's March 10th, 2023. Remind to everyone, MagicCon Philly is happening February 17th through the 19th of 2023 and MagicCon minneapolis will be may 5th through the 7th of 23 so this release will be in the middle uh is for both of them oh yeah it's between the two events just so you know um as the time of the recording you can still pre-order this and we don't know what the quantity of the festival in the box will be for at hand but the link is down below in the description so check it out oh it's february 17th the 19th for philly yep that's my birthday weekend oh Happy gonna, early birthday. We'll forget. It's probably so, give you a middle finger okay. or something. I'm going to so, be old. So, what, so when is Phillies? Phillies is the 17th through the 19th of February. So the release date of this box is March, March 10th. 10th, which is kind of pathetic. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when I when I was reading this, it's like, okay, are they trying to like line it up with one or the other? It's like, I feel like you they're trying to say like they want you to have the box before Magic Con Minneapolis because of that but but it's but it's, then why wouldn't you call it minneapolis festival box minneapolis well it's just called festival in the box is all what it, it says it does festival in the box philadelphia 2023 for 269 dollars and 99 cents it does on the website release date of march 10th 2023 yeah i don't know what's about that then what the fuck wizards <laughs> they're pissing danny off again <laughs> like as a as a billion dollar company under hasbro uh you guys have n- Organizational skills of a kindergartner. Okay. I, what the fuck? 
I'm going to need you to step off, my boys, a I little bit. I should have taken the week off. Again. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. It's kind of weird. Hasbro. We didn't have any like, super bad outbursts over Hasbro and <laughs> Wizards for two weeks. I'm just going to say, came back and some of this yelling. honestly is more Hasbro probably than Watsy. Well, that's why I said billion dollar company, because Hasbro's a billion dollar company and not Wizards. But... Hasbro is more than a billion because they announced that Wizards of the Coast is its, it's first, the, yeah, first billion, billion dollar, dollar company. property. Yeah. Well, fine. So that's, if, a, that's a billion if, dollar if, company. If, if you own a billion dollar company, oh you God. think your organization skills would be better. There you go. Put the blame where it needs well, to be. It's all on Hasbro. I know hey, that. All the time. Speaking of Hasbro. I hope their <laughs> stocks get like $10. Maybe. Let's, let's find this out. Okay. So after a week of getting dunked on by magic players and by the bank of america for ruining magic the gathering if you didn't catch they, that if you didn't catch that i did a lot of air quotes if you can't tell by it's my it's a inflection. podcast they yeah. can't they can't see your fingers that's why i'm hoping the, by the inflection the show they can anyway barely anyway <laughs> hasbro decided to put out those claims that they suck at their jobs you know sir read the script that's it's your it's your script read, it not says, mine pause for anticipation. Anyway. I gotta change my pants now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hasbro so just an- authorized the sale of part of the Canadian-based E1 Entertainment TV and Film. This doesn't m- seem as big as you think, or it could be. You know, I'm not an econom- economist either. Yeah, hey. Garrett. It's in the script. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. I'm a podcast announcer, not an economist. Or a stock man. Anyway, the article from Dead- Deadline.com states that the portion of E1 that is getting put up for sales is the non-Hasbro branded film and scripted TV business. CEO from Hasbro, Chris Cox, mentions that, quote, Hasbro will maintain the capacity to develop and produce animation, digital shorts, scripted TV, and theatrical films for audiences related to core Hasbro IP. Core Hasbro IEP are likes of D&D, Magic the Gathering, My Little Pony, Transformers, and all those other things we know and love. Now, Cox stated that there are a few buyers interested in E1, but as of now, no one has announced that they are the ones making the purchase. Sale of something of this scale could take months for details to get figured out, especially if Hasbro seems to still want to, uh, shit, I scrolled. Oh no! Could access portions of E1. So, for those of you invested in health and management of Hasbro, you should check out the deadline article linked below. Also linked down below is an article from ComicBook.com talking about this purchase and how Hasbro could maintain some ownership of it, keeping producing or to keep producing stuff. You know. Um, they're dumb. I'm trying. Sometimes you you write the script. Yeah. What well, I, I wrote it saying for for me. So. Yeah. Well, Matt liked the article, and I can say I did too. I was. Did just, you read the comic book? I, one I too? did. I was, was just it? being. Well, no, it was the fact. I'm like, why are you being presumptuous that I read the article, <laughs> or that I read it and liked it? Okay. Okay. But <laughs> do you think I can read or something? Between I, between all of us. Between all of us, I would assume. I know Danny's not going to read any articles that I share with him. You, Anthony, I don't you have know no you. Idea like if I share shit with not. you well enough, 
if you would read an article that I had sent you. Garrett, I think that you have the higher chance to read an article. Then you know what you do? You, it throw, it, you throw it in our group chat and you just let the odds play out to what you already know they're going to be. I was going to say that's very true. I Mine depends on my day at work. If it's slow enough, I will stop and start reading something. If I'm really busy, I don't even look at my phone half the time. All right. But as a real quick thing before I pass off the news, it's that wonderful daily lookup of the Hasbro stocks. No, it's not sitting at $10, Danny, so shut it. Let me know where they are so I can buy some. Sorry. It's sitting at $59.15. It's $30 overpriced. <laughs> Probably. But oh well. So for those of you who have been listening to as long as I have been invested into Hasbro, we are a pr- we're about $15 off from what I bought it at. So there you go. There's some information. And if you look at the five-year graph, it's had some ups, it's had some downs, but right now we're in one of those downward trends. And I think that's the entire stock market right now is kind of seeing that where it's a little bit more downward. But remember, I am not a licensed investor. This is just a schmuck with a microphone giving his two cents to buy some more Hasbro stock. Anyway. And that's the facts of Garrett's life. There we go. All right. Passing it on to whoever's next. So our pod, our, our podcast providers of past and present know I am a powerful proponent of producing and playing proxies. Yes, I am. So it's sad to me that I saw that Card Conjurer updated their website and posted to Reddit that they've received a cease and desist letter from Wizards of the Coast. I've never used them. Uh, Card Conjurer was a proxy creation site where you could make custom cards or get magic images to print off, and it was all done for free at no cost to use. Uh, this is not really surprising to see Watsy coming in on sites like this after the announcement of Magic 30 edition. What it they can they can print off proxies for thousands of dollars, but they can't let people print them off free. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, but before we get into any of that, let me read you a bit from the creator of Card Conjurer, Kyle. Posted quote on November third, twenty twenty three. I received a cease and desist from for Card Conjurer today, November eighteenth. I'm taking it down. Wish there were another way. I tried everything I could. The fact is, Wizards wants it down, so I must comply. I initially received an email from Reynolds Law requesting that I take down my website because it uses copy- copyrighted and trademarked material from Wizards of the Coast. I responded by explaining my situation, and now I believe that Card Conjurer represented the fan's content policy, or respected the fan content content policy. I also asked why Card, Card Conjurer is being C- uh, C&D's but not other custom card creators that don't provide Wizards copyright notice, put card frames behind paywalls, and been around longer, and have more users. I was told that Wizards enforces its rights as it deems appropriate. Ultimately, they uh, their attorney listed some examples for, to warrant taking down Card Hunter. 1. Verbatim copy of card tests and card art. I can remove card imports. 2. Messing with their legal notice by placing cardcontra.com under their copyright. Um, okay, that can be removed. Uh, three, Card Contra reproduces, displays, and allows the copying and distribution of many of the Magic of the Gathering trademarks and logos. End quote. The post talks about how they understand Watsi as the right to protect their IP and also mentions the fan content policy that includes a clause for arbitrary takedown. Kyle does mention at the end there's an email list you can sign up for to stay updated in the endeavors moving forward. 
if you couldn't tell, I, I, I pick each of us to choose to, to talk about something that I feel no <laughs> a shit little, a little more passionate about. I don't know. It's Blizzard's just being fucking dumb. It, it is unfortunate. <clears throat> Again, the the arbitrary takedown clause is kind of like ugh, ugh. It's, yeah. ugh. There's not much else you can say about that shit, man. And it just sucks. Like Kyle is uh, card conjurer is only up since the start of COVID, like 2020. So yeah. it was fairly new, and it got under Wizards' radar. And so someone would have had to report that. Yeah, because I'm sure they're not. Because obviously he's not making money off of it, is he? I don't know. If, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe there was ad. I never used Card Conjurer, so it's like I never. I never used him either. Uh, I don't know if they have like ad, like Google ad revenue, uh, where it pop up on the side to like pull in money and stuff like that. And maybe if that's the case, that's one of the things. But I'm not 100 percent sure if Kyle was making money. But the way that he went on describing in this, uh, in his post on uh, the website and on Reddit and stuff, so that's a link down below. It did seem you know he this was like his passion project to do. So he was definitely devastated. Uh, to get this C&D from Wazi here. So we just kind of tossed this bit of news in a single sentence in last week's episode, but uh, we believe that it is something important to highlight on the podcast here. So on November 8th, Blake Rasmussen posted an article on the updated mothership called A New Daily MTG. And what this article talks about is the Daily MTG front end will be getting an update to look sleeker and have an updated functionality. One of the functionalities it will be receiving is the sharing of the backend systems with Magic.gg, the competitive Magic site, to keep their systems more in sync and aligned. This update involves migration, migrating data from Daily MTG to the shared backend, and this migration won't fully be completed until around the release of Dominaria Remastered, Blake Rasmussen states in the article. One of the biggest pieces of news of this migration is that not all the content from the original Daily MTG site will be getting transferred to the new one. Blake answers a question in the FAQ about every Daily MTG article published beforehand will still be available? Question mark? Quote, no, from Blake. Uh, no, some content is going away. While enduring popular and highly trafficked content, including Magic Story, as well as Mark Rosewater's Making Magic columns, plus content from the past few years, are moving to the new backend. There are many uh, uh, many old articles that are being retired. Another biggish bit of news along with this migration is that over the weekend people were posting screenshots of the reserve list page from Daily MTG being down and believing that this means that Watsi is doing something to change the reserve list. But what actually was happening is the migration of the article to the new back end. So time to unwind your tidy whities from your cheeks and make sure that you listen and share that this week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. <laughs> But I do highly recommend checking out the full article uh, that we got linked down below that has all the FAQ answers that you might be interested in. So, yeah, there were definitely a lot of people this weekend being like... Well, it, it was roaming all across, like, all Reddit and then mm -hmm. all of the groups that I'm in, just so many screenshots of the Code 404. Yeah. And the big thing with that is, like, it, 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 it it's it's... It puts me on tilt. I was talking with I was talking with a buddy earlier today about this and like this whole ordeal of over the weekend put me on tilt to people like the reserve list is going down. They did something on the website. Their magic thirty caused all of this kind of a thing. It's like hold on, hold on. If you actually cared, 
you would have looked back like two weeks. They preemptively told people yeah, you'd be that, that it was going to be going down. down. Yeah. And I, I, but, but Matt, they're, they're trying to, to break the reserve list, though. It's it's magic players looking for things to complain about. And it's just kind of like it was unfortunate on Wizards for choosing. I don't know. Is it a choice? I don't know. Like how my great. Uh, article migration transfer to a new like backend kind of thing happens like if this is something that they're looking at the article on friday like yes the reprint policy article let's get ready to migrate that on friday and then it's like oh work day is done let's go home (laughs) and then it just sits like that over the whole weekend for magic players as we all know like to overthink a bunch of shit uh fucking blue players So, uh, yeah. But, so, would, but would you guys actually be surprised if Hasbro actually took the re- reserve list off? Yes. I don't. I would Has- be surprised. Hasbro, not Wizards. Oh, I would Hasbro? be surprised if Hasbro did, too. I don't think Hasbro. Uh, I, I, I feel Hasbro is probably more in tune with the fact of they're if way, they do something with that. It's they're gonna, way smarter than that because like all that stuff would deal with so much money put out. That would, Well, no. If Hasbro was going to do that. They would not have put the price tag on the Magic 30 stuff that they did. That part, Had, too. Ma- Magic 30, completely different thing. It's a collector's edition. No, God damn it. but that's the thing. Imagine, would they have, though? No, think about this. Well, they might have put a higher price tag on it, but I mm-hmm. don't think they would have put the price tag that is currently No, I'm pretty sure they would have done the same thing. But if they did not have the reserve list, and they could make vintage, vintage master packs... They would put way more stock into the Vintage Master stuff than the Collector's Edition stuff. It'd just be the new Collector Edition. Or the Anniversary Edition, sorry. I don't know, it's hard to say with that. Or I, I, think I mean, would... I agree, they're money-hungry like no other two, but I, I kind of agree with Garrett, though. I don't, I don't think that would really be the thing that they wouldn't have been like, oh, we made this and put money out, because like, there's, there's still a lot of backlash even if they try to get rid of that. Like, it's huge. Yes, I mean, there's a reason why Wizards never did that either, which is sad, but it's and, true. And it's been like this for so long. I know that there's a bunch of Hasbro changes in the higher-ups happening, uh, and maybe this, this is something that crossed their table to be like, oh, let's uh, reconsider what we're doing with the uh, reprint policy and stuff. But the clapback that Wasi would receive, I imagine, would be tenfold whatever you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. What do we got next? Next, we have we have a mute. That's right. While I am here and have a voice on the podcast, I'm going to adjust my phone so I can read this better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you to go out and fill the Brothers War survey. And I thought that was a longer name. This is one of the ways that you, yes, you, can get your voice heard by those at Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro and be a point on a chart <laughs> that they don't care about. The link is down below. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. I have I, I I have yet to fill out the uh, the survey, so I can't say. Build mine out. Did you? Yep. Nice. Uh, they asked some. You know, they asked a lot of questions revolving around Brothers War, like what you thought of the set and everything. Did you play pre-release? What did you think of these special cards? They talked about the shattered glass uh, or the shattered dimensions ones for the transformers, the retrofits, the serialized cards. Um, a couple other things they talked about the commander decks and everything too. So, what's your thought? So, I saw someone post up on Facebook uh, a magic page that I follow. 
If you're ever curious of why the Transformer cards don't have transform on them as their mechanic and they have covert or convert instead <laughs> covert convert instead not spies it's not spies okay. they're robots in disguise they are spies dude. are they though yes are they with the destruction they cause I don't know if they're that much of a spy <laughs> they're not very secretive I, I don't know necessarily See, they're what... like the worst versions of spy their stealth rolls are a one every time <laughs> Oh yeah, they're, they're except made, for sound they're, wave. They're, ma- they're made of heavy metal. They have a disadvantage on all their stealth checks. True. I was gonna say the only <laughs> one that's a real good spy out of that crew is definitely Soundwave. He turns into a beatbox and just gets carried around all the time. It's what was what's one that turns into a jet? Starscream. All of them. <laughs> no, Not all of them. there's in the original Dude, stuff. It's Starscream it. and Cyclone. There's a few of them, but like the main one's Starscream. Yeah, I was gonna say there's one where there's. In his vehicle form, he was a jet. Basically, Decepticons yeah. can fly. Autobots can't. Hmm. So this thing that I that someone posted about the reason why Transformers' ability is called Convert instead of like Transform. Uh, transform is a real mechanic in Magic that allows double-sided cards to flip over. Now, with that in mind, it may strike you as odd that these Transformer cards don't transform they use a mechanic called convert instead there is no mechanical reason for this instead it is a hasbro policy of not allowing the transformer brand to use transform as a verb this is allegedly to avoid the transformers brand becoming genericized like hoover aspirin or sellotape uh, if Transformers transformed, then Hasbro would feel that there would be a slippery slope to a similar toy being described to any toy being described as transforming. Hey guys, uh, so we got Transformer Magic cards, but uh, you know we own both properties. Um, should we use the same words we use in our property that we own with our other property that we own? What do you guys think? Fuck that! Let's do something else. Well, the way that at least this snippet of the article was saying is like they were. Big big words. It seems like Hasbro is caring about what other IPs would be using to like transform, or like to if they were using transform. The again genericizing transform being linked to Transformers. So, and so you yeah. so at all Transformer toys, you'll notice like if you go to the like the ads and the commercials and stuff, it's uh, it will morph or it will convert into whatever and stuff. It never never says transforms. I guess. Yeah, there's only like one Transformers card that even talks about transforming. And those were out of the Hasbro comms. Yep. Gridlock. Oh, okay. There we go. He does have, he, he doesn't say anything about, tra- he does say convert for his thing, but he does talk about transformed stuff. Okay. So that's, that's as close as we're going to get. And also for Garrett, there is actually one Autobot that does transform into a jet. <gasps> is there? Jetfire. I was going to say, I thought there was one that was on the good side. Well, on, just one. Jet. My thought, like, I, there's, like, the unless rule. Like, that yeah, was the big thing. Like, that. Because, like, Megatron can't fly in his original, like... Tank form, no. Tank form. Obviously, he's a tank. He's a fucking tank. But wait, what if he transformed and threw... Like, before he transformed, he threw himself, so his tank is flying. Well, he also technically can transform into just a gun, too. Yep. But the point is, yeah, there's there's just one that does transform into a jet of the Autobot side, but normally they are, yes. They're more ground units. And that's why it was such a big so. deal when Optimus got his, you know, semi-trailer and could make him fly. Yeah, I never realized that. I'm not old and watched the original Transformers cartoon, so. I watched a lot of it. Don't worry. <laughs> That was, that was Saturday. Fuck are you? That was yeah, Saturday guy. morning public television. Fuck are you, you fucking guy. 
Channel 15. But anyways, we got Casey in the chat saying, would people buy a $300 secret lair for a dual land of each pair? Fuck yes. Uh, yeah. 300 bucks? Like, are we talking the OG, like the OG duels? Yeah, like, are we having the backs, or are we having the Magic 30th Edition uh, modern Yeah, Casey, more specification, please. Turn. But if it is for straight up those, I mean, so I'm pretty th- sure I'd pay $1,000 for one of those if it's all duels. Yeah, for $300, you're getting all the OG duels, because it says an OG, a dual land for each pair. So, that's so $300 to each pair? No, three hundred dollars no, for, for the get, secret layer. You get ten duels of each color pairing for three hundred bucks. So you get one of each for the three hundred bucks. Honestly, Come like that's I, I probably would if they were like commander legal only. Probably, I mean, like if they did that stipulation where they're only legal in commander, and that's going off the fact if they have the thirtieth edition backing for you. Or if it has the actual well, official magic backing. Because my thought process... Pro- official mag- magic was, backing for me, please. They're not going to do official magic backing. I know that. I'm just saying. Those. That's my stipulation. Like, for 300 bucks, there's no way in hell they're fucking doing that. They, would, have, they uh, would maybe do it for 1,000. No, because that still goes against the reserve list. Yeah. No, but hypothetically, the okay. reserve re- list doesn't exist. Well, we wouldn't be, the, even be they, having this conversation. We'd be then. printing them all the time. Not necessarily, because think about some of the cards that... Look at Shocklands. I was about to say, <laughs> look at things that we go... Prior to Modern Horizons 2 coming out, what did everyone say? Reprint the sh- reprint the fetch lands. Reprint the enemy fetch lands. They've been reprinted three times. If you are counting just the stand, ones before. like actual sets, not specialties like the expeditions. Mm-hmm. Or the... Uh, Secret Lair Ultimate Drop or whatever yeah. it was. So, I mean, sitting and thinking about that, they wouldn't print them to demand type of a thing. They'd do this Secret Lair, maybe a to demand type of yeah. thing. But they'd sell that for minimum $1,000 if it was all the old G duels and the reserve list didn't exist. That reserve list discussion just... It puts such a twist on a lot of what you're talking about because yeah. that is that is a what if scenario where we can't even begin to imagine because like the whole ethos of what the reserve list is is just built on the the scarcity, the not being able to have more of copies of that be in circulation, and it's like we can guess. It's just like I don't know. Is it is it like the the moth beat in time rip oh, shit the, the butterfly effect? There we go. Once again, wealth of random knowledge. You got a wealth of random knowledge? No, I am the wealth of random knowledge. There's two podcasts in a row now where you've looked at me and be like, it's something. What is this? And I'm like, this. Oh, oh okay. So you're not going to give you us can an read answer. Your mind. You're not going to give us an answer on the reserve list discussion, though. You're not that much of a wealth of knowledge. Oh, I have my opinions on that. It's not I opinions. Just... I want a fucking end-all, be-all result and answer to this. It's I mean, not going to change. That's I'm, the answer. I mean, do you have an end-all, be-all thought on the reserve list? It exists. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Matt. <laughs> Suck it. It does exist. Deal with it. I was about to say, you asked for an end-all, be-all. I did. There it is. Right there. That, that is. The you t- asked for an objective fact. <laughs> I am not. I, I have been put in my place. Okay. What are we doing next? I don't know. It's next right, in order. Looks like Casey. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck, Casey? Casey, is there a story for, over there? For real dual lands, yes, every land 
actual cards. If people would pay that much, then I bet Hasbro is considering doing it. If they could make that much money, I could see a swing that way to prop up the stocks. The head execs are pushed by the board of directors to make money, and those people have no idea why the reserve list is so important and only see dollar signs. So that right there is why we, that's why I'm hoping Hasbro tries to get rid of it, just so they can deal with the consequences. Can you just imagine what our conversation would be that week? That news gets dropped. That Hasbro announces that they're dropping the Magic the Gathering reserve list. I Your feel, socks are now the dollar. I, I feel like I would be. We're going to be in the boat of excited and also very scared of the game dying. I don't, gonna, no, I don't. First think, off, I don't think it would make it die. I think we might get back to something along the lines of like, I. I mean, I'm not talking about dying. Like, you can't play the game. I'm more concerned of like, I'm still concerned about the repercussions of like them taking away the reserve list and what will happen. Because if oh, the, no. the thing, the thing you have to look at though too and think about is like, if if Hasbro wants to, they could drop Wizards pretty easily since they own them because it's on them. It's not on Hasbro anymore. Because that policy and everything was made through Wizards only. Hasbro just consumed it into them. And if they wanted to go, we don't want to have you anymore and push you off, they're stuck with it. So Alta Fox would be very happy at that decision. But at the same time, if Hasbro gets rid of Wizards of the Coast, Wizards they of the Coast lose can... half of their shit. They, Wizards they of the do. Coast could go, okay, here's the thing. Hasbro made a dumbass fucking decision. And we didn't agree with it. We, in fact, advised them not to get rid of the reserve list. Yeah, they can retroactive. Yeah, they can. But that. then that means everything for that product has to get taken away and get well. Rid but of that's you. that's the thing. There's a difference between announcing, "Hey, we're getting rid of the reserve list and printing it." They won't be able to print until they announce. If they would announce, "Hey, we're getting rid of it." Yeah, I know. Because saying. there there's a lot of legality reasons right now to why they can't. Oh, I I get that. So, and I know that too. I just like I said, it it would be excitement, but also a lot of fear. I don't know. What? I have. I just have concerns. Like I don't want to see a game die over something like that because to me that's not worth it anyways. Because the farther we go in time, we're just going to see everything that deals with legacy and vintage is just going to drift out and be non-existent in the format of playing anymore. Because like if this game, let's say this game goes for another twenty years, like modern is going to be the new vintage and legacy that people will be playing. Like there won't be anyone playing legacy or vintage anymore because. Who's going to have money to buy those cards? You got people playing 93, 94. You got people still playing old school magic and all that stuff. What are the numbers on those? But but those are the people that were 13, 14, 15 in 93, 94, and 85. That who, own all who, those cards. Who for own 30 nothing. copies of everything. Yeah. Like I said, that's the, it's the numbers game. Like You have to find out what the exact numbers are for those and then go on a basis of that. It's the same reason like why... There's always this call out. They're like, oh, we want to see a vintage tournament like every year or somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no one can afford to play vintage on paper unless you have the money. The people that play vintage are those lawyers that have those collections. Or, <laughs> and like, most or times they're gonna, not playing them because they're keeping them mint. Or what's going to happen is they go, all right, we're playing a vintage tournament. Yes. We're going to cancel our cease and desist. <laughs> We're going to cancel cease and, and you can make you proxies. Can proxies, baby. Well, first off, when it comes to proxies, there's a lo- there's been a few, more than a few. There's been, uh, uh, previously, stores would do proxy limits tournaments for legacy and vintage. and But they just could not be 
uh, WPM sanctioned or Wizards sanctioned events for those. Like, that shit is loud, and Wizards can't do shit about that. I mean, they probably could. Because you are, if you make a practice of cards for a tournament and there's money involved, like, that's like something. Like, as soon as money gets involved when it comes to trade right or copyrights, that's when uh, big companies start to start, like, fluffing up their feathers and be like, oh, let's get a portion of that. Right? Like, that's that's the, the gist, gist for that? I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah. But, like I said, it's just it's just a lot of stuff that, like, there's just not going to be a thing to that. I know we talk about this, and we ask these opinions and think about everything, but the reality is it still comes down to, is like, this will never happen. There's not going to be a takeaway of the reserve list. And I feel like the sooner that a lot of, like, don't get me wrong, I would love to see the reserve list go. I think it's very important that one day it could go, but I do not believe... In the world of magic and for the realistic world of players that sit at a table to play, it will never happen. My opinion, the reserve list, everyone that's making a big bitch fit about it, it doesn't fucking matter. Because Watsi has gone out and shown that they are perfectly fine making the uh, better reprinted versions of cards. Like, we have multiple copies of Wheel of Fortune already. We have newish moxes. We have... Uh, a black lotus variant multiple different black lotus variants so it's like why the fuck are we giving two shits about the reserve list cards let's exactly i I personally agree with you i would like to see let's keep tweaking the design into things that we can keep putting back into the game let the old investors that are worried about their fucking safety deposit boxes that's collecting dust like i'm gonna be old and retire and i want to be able to have a nice edgewood vista retirement home with just these cardboard cards like that's the only thing that i'm thinking that fucking people that have a bunch of money in the reserve list are it's like they're just they're being like fucking pharaohs that are just hoarding what they deem worthy but as soon as they die it's like it's just a fucking fucking piece of cardboard that people are deeming to have a, a bit of a but i hope their grandkids just give to uh the pawn shop <laughs> just i gave you this collection so you can enjoy it thanks grandpa how much money can we get for this timmy <laughs> just running away fuck i don't want his cards let's just drop him off at the pawn shop the guy sitting there working's like i'll give you 10 bucks all right cool deal that's a lot of candy fuck yes <laughs> Oh, so what you're saying is we got to get into pawn shop jobs now? Well, what we just did there before we jump over to jumpstart is jumped into an assumption of pawn shop workers being sleazy people who yeah we rip people off. We're, we're, um, not, we're not those. They're still saying that. So what do you expect? Yep, it's our job. That's what they got to do. You do what you got to do. Exactly. If you have a heart, you got one. If you don't, you're playing the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. So am you. You want to jump us? Uh, jumpstart us off with his jumpstart conversation here. Can only force the word jump into a sentence so many times. And jump, don't jump. challenge him. Jump around. <laughs> jump, 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 jump around. Enough. Jump on it. Jump on it. Oh, yes, we've been getting an do, amount of jumpstart spoilers do, do, for the. Do, do, I believe it was just like a specific set for just like standalone. Yeah, so like typically they have, uh, they said that they're going to be having jumpstart for the premiere sets that are coming out. So standard sets, there's Jumpstart Brothers War, Jumpstart Dominator United, but like original Jumpstart, this is like Jumpstart 2. This is Jumpstart 2022. Yeah, it's a second version. Yeah. It has lots of fun cards and fun reprints, such as Balan Wandering Night with a new art that looks very pretty. And I don't, I believe the only time that Balan Wandering Night was printed was in uh, Commander Cats. Uh, I think so. Got to reread this card. Along with fun art for, like, arrest, which implies that you are being shoved in giant marble. 
Yeah, the the Jumpstart 2022 has anime inspired art for a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Do they say specifically what uh, would dictate a card having an anime inspired art? Not yet. They haven't put anything. They haven't put much out for details on what cards are getting what treatments and stuff. Mm-hmm. It might just be an artist artist thing because there yeah. was uh, recently one for Ghostly Flicker and that type yep. of style, and it might just and like be... Karn got it and. I think it just depends on what the art piece was, because like Karn gets it for the Urza stuff, but yep. nothing else got in that one. So yep. then, I yeah, I think it's just a it's a it's a random pick. Okay. Yeah, this, this set's looking pretty sick. I, I like this one a lot. This looks really good. Well, and I like too that up on you know Mystic Spoiler, they've got the names of some that just don't have cards in it. Like we're getting an Eldrazi one. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Yep. Yeah, the, so Jumpstart, again, is 20-card uh, uh, booster packs that have lands in, in the pack. You take two booster packs, shuffle them together, and you have a draft size deck, and you can play those pretty and they And all of them can intermatch just, just fine to play. There are some, of course, too, that are stronger than others together, but, you know, that's the whole fun of it when you get random packs. Yes. Well, and, too, like the spoilers that they've got out now, they haven't released what all the rare slots for each of these ones will be some of them are just have released the commons like mm-hmm. the law one just has two of the uncommons so yeah one uh-huh. of which being arrest which we've already talked about i'm personally excited to see what the hell they're going to do with the elves this time around yeah that's a good question i mean source comes back and i mean like is that what they're going to do and try to you know make that price a little bit more reasonable or because they've already reprinted it in double masters 2022 yeah it kind of dropped a lot for that one for the regular version. yeah but she's still only legal in commander though well yeah commander and lazy vintage yep so i'm gonna guess there's i think she's just gonna be a jumpstart staple that could be or or they bring back crater hoof hoof Hoof. Bring the hoof back, please. That's where I got mine from, was from Jumpstart. I'd rather have Crater Hoof, I think, instead of the other one. You know what? I think I I was doing my like deck updating like with the retro frame artifacts and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was going through some of my secret lair cards and putting them into. I put in my uh, extra life Crater Hoof. Nice. In one of my decks. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this Jumpstart set is the preview season is going to be super fast. It just started today, and it will be ending... It's going to be done Friday, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. It, it's it's going to well, be there, this week. There's, because the, the full set gets released. It's also not a very big set either. Yeah. Yeah, When what is the release date for this again? That's a mirror image. December, uh, December 2nd. December. Oh, yeah, that's coming fast. Yeah, so this week, which is, oh, Thanksgiving week. If you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving if you're in the States. Yeah. <laughs> Way delayed for, for that not shit. Britain. No, not Britain. Not Britain. Not Britain. There we go. Canada. England. United Kingdom. Canada has Thanksgiving too, dude. Yeah. It's they're, gi- they're in it's October. Giving, it's Giving Day or whatever, right? Ooh. No, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is actually October. Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, so Jumpstart uh, 2022 is coming out December 2nd. There are some fun ones too. Like, honestly, out of the Shapeshifters one, I love that they named it Pirated Copy. Oh, I know. <laughs> you wouldn't download a copy of Ulamog the Infinite Geyer. Dude, they could have done so much for flavor text with that, but there's just so much like rules text box in there. I would have loved to. I want to know if they actually have a file design somewhere with flavor text for this card. Because, right? Like, you could just start slapping this on any. 
<laughs> oh, just, how funny would it just be? Just think, there are going to be so much. There are going to be so many alters, and it's just going to be of that commercial. <laughs> okay, so everybody knows that. Um, I that, suppose I suppose we need to explain that maybe to some of our younger listeners or to those overseas. I don't know if they got the same thing. <laughs> Back in my day, don't sound too old, there, man. Sorry. Um, that's there used, there used to, say, to be commercial. Hip and young. Hip and young, like all the kids say. Anyway, there's these commercials that would be like, it's not right to download pirated music. So, the live LimeWire days. Uh, Napster. Is Were you a Napster guy? I was, I was, I was LimeWire. I was limewired. Yeah. Though I, after after that my shit first killed time, your fucking computer. After the first time that happened, I went. That's straight. why I didn't have friends do it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you just friends I was on, everything for you. I was on dial or, up. There's no fucking way. I was or doing you just, that. you had a computer that was just designated for that, and you're like, I, fucking go to shit. I don't care. After my first, uh, after the first thing that happened there, I went straight to iTunes and I just bought all my shit. I bought CDs. Uh, Amu can attest to this. I had a whole mm-hmm. huge-ass binder of CDs. I was very adamant. Or you just had friends and just ripped them. Basi- basically, just ripped just, CDs. oh my god, just thought of this. Those days were like what today is for streaming services. Hey, you got this genre, you got this yep. genre, you got this genre, Ooh. you got this genre, I got this one. Go buy the CDs, we'll all swap. Your Go friend comes classics. over with this massive... Th- uh, three by three card sleeved oh, or CD yeah. sleeve. Oh, dude, I portfolio. was I was I was a real badass. I did the four by four. Amuse sister got me some uh, of her uh, mixtapes and stuff that she would burn off, and I got those onto my computer, and that was where I'd got like oh, I can't remember the name of the fucking. I got uh, for Sandstorm was on there, and uh, <laughs> I I am a little butterfly. Like st- songs like that, and I enjoyed it. The, you are were, a butterfly. They were a fucking bop, and I had an old school. I had an old ass uh, MP3 player. There you fucking go. <laughs> that had all that shit on it, and I had a Walkman as well. Dude, kids today never just understand how difficult it was to get that Walkman in your pocket. Dude, I yeah. had a fucking denim jacket and that had an inside thing, <laughs> and try to manage to get the cord for your headphones. Yep. Go through your entire coats and shirts and everything. Because you, like, Ugh. it was like the headphones we wear for the podcast. Like, it was over the year, and it wasn't easy to, like... And they weren't, they weren't flexible either. Shit. And they you, weren't you, flexible. You, so you were you were so cool if you had fucking earbuds, because you could... Oh, I always went for earbuds. I was a Skull Candy guy growing up. Yep. Skull Candy had a hoodie that had little speakers that you could put inside yep. the hood, and I was that fucking kid. That would just be like, have my phone, have my MP3 player in my pocket... And I wasn't cool enough to have one of the original iPods and stuff like that. So I had Those were overpriced or, anyways. Or even yeah. just now with sweatshirts too. How many of you still find that there is the, the headphone jack yes! pocket? Like my, the hole. My work coat has that. Just, and it's just so that way you can sneak it through the inside of your coat, put it into your pocket, put through the hole in your pocket so you can plug it in your phone, your MP3 player, your iPhone, whatever. And that way you could still have it and not have to finagle the shit out of the cable. I have a few I have a few of my Under Armour jackets that have that. And then my old jacket from my old job had one that was like that. And I was like, well, that's sad. I can't use this. This week and back in my day. This my- week, back in my day with the floppy desk. <laughs> my my snowboarding jacket has that hole. Yeah. Yeah. But also has a iPod phone pocket. Okay. 
So for, for, it. for those of you who had the, the insert pockets that were labeled, how many of you had, like, how many of them were labeled MP3 None. versus iPod? Yes. None. I had a coat that had both. Yeah, there was a winter what? coat that had that. Had where, both? Because they, it had both. Because it were, had the, like, itty-bitty was, one for, like, those, like... The small, they, they, they sew, they sew them Not up even to the like zoons. or uh, the zoons. It was just how many people it like fucking zoons. It that, was just a general like MP3 pocket. Yep, yep. And it was yep. obviously the, like our phones are about the size of what the original iPods were, and it was just like yeah, the iPod a touch. Yeah, no, dude, I grew no, up on. No, fir- I, I got an first iPod gen. touch right here, sons of bitches, with skull candy case on it. <laughs> but no, like the first gen ones God, were, that that tiny. were about that size, but fucking thick as hell. <laughs> You know, it's like really funny though when you think, but like, if you find, like, I found one of my iPod touches that I had kept, you know, because like some other stuff I had before, like I got rid of, like I had a, I had an iPod two that I had gotten rid of to one of my friend's sister, and I was like yes. thinking back, like, hell yeah, things worth money now. Yeah, I know. Well, only if it works, only if it, works. If it works, and you have to have the charging cord for it too. Oh, I, got, I got, I got both. There Me you too. Go. I got mine sitting in the box, but my, my wife still has a Microsoft Zune. I think, <laughs> dude, those zooms. I think the beast. But I th- what I was saying though, it's really funny is you think about the change of like cell phones and the music players, like how they got to like be so small, and now the trend of like we have everything in one phone. The phones are getting bigger again, and then <laughs> going back to the flip phone where you get a double a tablet sized screen with yeah, whatever. which is like the thing that everyone's been wanting forever their entire life because it's so cool. Also because. The generation is getting older. Eyesight's getting worse and worse and worse. They, read. they need to zoom screen. in so they can read it. Shots fired, Danny. Uh, Shots fired. What are, you got, are you trying to say something against us folks that have glasses? Since, since I have glasses. You hypothet- you we all hypocritical have, son of a we bitch. We all have glasses here. Wait, there, no, you guys are you all got, fucking blurry. Do, do you got contacts? I do wear contacts. Yeah, see, we all got glasses here. Yeah, so I was just choose to use lenses and our eyeballs. Yep. I can't do that anymore. That's fine. I can. I've I've scarred my uh, eyelids or yeah my eyelids and my eyeball. Sorry. We're in context. So any final note on Jumpstart? <laughs> yeah, let's get back to Jumpstart. <laughs> Stop talking about the past. I was about to say this week and back in my day. It's it's looking like a bunch of cool stuff, and obviously next week we can go into full what's all there. Like Set we've talked details. a lot about some of the other stuff too. So should should the podcast buy a box and actually do? Fuck yeah, let's do play? it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm in. You don't got to tell me twice about buying cards. <laughs> you want to buy cards, Anthony? <gasps> Where? <laughs> Let's go. How many? How many can I buy until my wife gets mad? This weekend. Don't tell my wife. This weekend. Please do not tell my wife how much I spend in magic. <laughs> Preach it. That's why I print proxies so when I do spend it. <laughs> I'm actually saving money. I ain't going to go that route. I want to own stuff. I want it all. I want it all. I yes. want I'm, I'm it fine all. not buying cards anymore. I am not. I want it mainly because I don't play modern Enough. or yeah. I mean Pioneer that makes sense. If you're not if you're not playing a lot of the more competitive formats and you're just doing commander, like, and I have my two decks for modern if I want to play. Yeah, so. you don't need to be buying that much. All right, conjured currency time. Now to the conjured currency section where we cover 
the finances of notable cars that are moving up in price and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up and three to five that are moving down. Weekly winner's article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. So let's jump on into it. Stonks. I do want to say before we started, they're still posting up uh, bonus uh, bonus articles and stuff. I've got the, highly... I've got the one of the bo- the most recent bonus one pulled up. Yep, you got to definitely check those out. Uh, MTG Socks, they do great. They have a Discord now, and that's another thing we're going to put, put up here. You're so, welcome, Matt. Yes, Danny shared that first, and I jumped in pretty quickly <laughs> after he shared that. It's like they have an art, they have a Discord now. So uh, links oh. in their website nice. here for mm-hmm. all of that. But we'll jump into the first card: Shape Anew. Blue, three, sorcery. The controller of target artifact sacrifices it, then reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal an artifact card. That player puts that onto the battlefield and then shuffles all cards revealed this way into their library. This came out in Scars of Mirrodin and was at it had an increase of 841% on Friday and was at $4.14. Today, Monday, the price is market 402 average 496 foils going for 23.99 and european average 69 cents this is the only printing of shape anew from scars of mirrodin yeah i'm surprised it took this long for this jump so i we talked about this was like a month ago when we were talking about transmogrify and what makes indomitable creativity as good right well i'm not even think not even saying that it's just the fact of the treasure tokens well no yeah but like you have to look at too, like, because this is artifact specific only. Yep. So, and the big reason why this is going up now too is like it talks about is the portal to Phyrexia being the big thing. Yeah. Yep. Because like otherwise, all your best artifacts that you would want to hit are creatures, and they usually get removed real fast. Yes. Like exile effects are rampant in a lot of formats, so that's the only reason why I would say this is probably jumping now is just because of the one like. There's a giant old article over there explaining, or there's a nice little snippet there explaining a lot of stuff, but the reality is it is just Portal to Phyrexia that's making this card expensive. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. but it's, it's <clears throat> Which still, isn't that expensive either. It, it's still the fact that it hasn't really it's seen a jump expensive. at all. Four bucks? Portal to Phyrexia? No, the... Oh, Shape, shape of new. new, I'm talking yeah, about. Shape talking of about New like, <laughs> Portal, as well as say, that's like <clears throat> 10 times the price. We're on, we're on Shape of New. So, yeah, Shape of New, that's moving up because of modern play in that manner going for but yeah portals of right. it right. does it does have uh commander playability and it does uh, you know it, it says you know cars like indomitable creativity transmogrify mass polymorph or polymorph and stuff like it falls into that ethos of cards and stuff yeah and just because that uh not genre that uh play style of deck is becoming prominent people pl- players are looking to expand on what to do and with portal of phyrexia portal to phyrexia coming out portal. people are like this is a fucking badass card. Uh, next up, we have Triumph of St. Catherine. Oh, Catherine. It's a <laughs> Warhammer 40k card. For white four, you get a human warrior 5-5 five, five lifelink with uh, Presidium Protectiva. Yes. Yep. That's the, the keyword ability for what it does. So when it, it dies, exile it in the top six cards of your library in a face-down pile. If you do, shuffle that pile and put it back on top of your library. It has Miracle for white one. 
And as of Friday, the card jumped up 208% and was at $19.94. Today, Monday, the price is 15 market, an average price of 18.48, and it has a European average of 5 euros and 48 cents. So not meeting up to what it was on Friday. It's kind of dipping down a little bit. But Triumph of St. Catherine happens in occasionally one of these things. It is primarily a legacy deck that is moving up this price here. Uh, legacy Azorius Miracles is the deck where this kind of goes in. It's just it, it it functions in a way it functions in a way with brainstorm is kind of like the gist. You brainstorm cards on top, miracle this thing, and you can like shuffle up everything up there so you can like keep going. And then you get a five five life link, which is nothing to shake a stick at for two mana. So legacy moving up uh, triumph of saint catherine next up we have mirrored and besieged fun fact i have like 20 of these because i was hyped on this motherfucker i think i have about six of these so uh mirrored and besieged blue two enchantments at the beginning or when it enters the battlefield choose mirian or phyrexian and then if you choose mirian at the beginning of <laughs> so fucking blurry hold on i got a thing here Let's... when you cast an artifact spell create a one one colorless myrrh Artifact creature token Phyrexian at the beginning of your end step draw a card, then discard a card. If there are 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses the game. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Jumped up 80% on Friday and was at $4.78. Today, Monday, market moving up. Market price of $5.31, average $5.16. Foils, $10.58, European average, Euro $51. This has only been printed in Modern Horizons. It does have a... Oh, it doesn't oh, have a... There's only one. Yeah, there's only one. I was going to say the... Uh, I thought it had a pre-release printing on it with a rear stamp. So, yeah. Mm-mm. Only only version of this is in Modern Horizons 1. And the reason for this is just because of uh, artifact synergies. And it looks like here the card is not new to Commander, has seen decks... A scene play and Kesset, the Flesh Sculptor, and Silas Ren Seeker yep. pair and stuff. I, I had that in my deck for a little while before I didn't. It makes a player lose the game and having that. It's, many it's like Ether Flux like Reservoir. It's a shotgun to the face. It takes them out. They're done. It's it's an enchantment hard to deal with. Yep. And yeah, that definitely probably go in my Urza deck when I build it. Hopefully, Esper Urza. It's good. <sighs> the new the new Urza. New Urza. Well, I yeah. want you. Of course, Affinity. <laughs> A fanny on a dude? Why not? I'm excited to see what people are going to be coming up with because I don't think I've, outside of you, I don't think I've heard a lot of people talk about Urza's reducing artifact cost. Oh, as then, much. oh, Urza Lord Protector. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I know because I'm the only person that loves artifacts so much, so that's why I just talk about it all we're, the time. We're gonna get it there. Shadow Spears are gonna be zero, and everyone's gonna lose their mind. <sighs> Shadow Spears. What about Ether Spell Bomb? But. There's we only one person that. that's going to lose their mind over that. JB, <laughs> because he's playing the boggles or the taxes. I still love the fact that it's like, I, I bought, I only bought as many Shadow Spears as I did. Just because in spite of JB, I'm like, it pisses him off so much. I'm going to have my deck just well, and at that point with this shit. At that point, there were like, what, $4 cards? Yeah, they were like nothing. Yeah, they they jumped cheap. up to like 20 or something. And so I was super happy. I'm like. My, my my need to fuck with you jb so much just pocketed me like an extra hundred dollars right <laughs> so uh want to talk about some cheap pickups there let anthony do it i'll talk i'll talk about the i want to do the where are they now article where real are quick they and now? brush over those real quick oh no what happened to my docusign thing ah! just look up at the screen look up the screen it's so hard where to are read they now? up there i'll 
I'll, it's one of the bonus articles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it's Healy Rye, but I have nothing to read about. <laughs> Just the price. Sorry. Okay. So, Healy Rye, it's uh, one that is moving up, but also kind of down in the trend. <laughs> For, You've, I'm okay, going Anthony, here you go. This, this, is one of, this is one of the penny stock features from the MTG Stocks Premium <laughs> that has bottomed out and has started moving back up. You heard him use brain. <laughs> He's done with your shit. <laughs> I don't ever get to do this part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got the next one? Nope. Nope. Just let it have Garrett. I can't do it, clearly. <laughs> All right. Can't do sorry. it now. We gave him a chance. And we saw the crash and burn. It's Give okay. Him another chance. We'll, we'll, Give tra- him another we'll chance. train you up. You, you want to try again? Because remember, no. you're going to be taking over Garrett's spot, and then Garrett's <laughs> taking over my spot. That's all this whole order of succession here. Danny, what are you doing in this whole? Are, who, which one of us is going out first? You. You had people you. worried for the last two weeks that <laughs> Why? you were gone. Yeah. Because well, you disappeared on them. You got an addiction fine. again. Yeah. They had no one to tell to I drink. I almost, almost told you guys when we got tonight but decided not to <laughs> i was kind of thinking you're going to <laughs> all right next oh. one up on the cheap pickups is scroll rack specifically the commander's legend copy it is sitting at 14 dollars and 34 cents and slowly moving down you're, you're ready to try again yeah now i'll try you, again now that you've heard me oh, how i do it <laughs> we have vesuva diplomacy or du- diplomacy sorry <laughs> My bad. Had to be well, like Garrett. Can't well, read words. Welcome to This Week in MTG, where words are hard. Words are Death hard. That are. It's slowly moving down at to 725 right now. That's adjacent to a lot of words. I know. All right, so spe- love that word play. speaking of one of the bonus articles that MTG Stocks has started putting out now, they have a Where Are They Now November edition. It's a completely different article from our weekly winners, and... Here's the start of the article, and I'll just read the cards and kind of give you the prices and stuff. Hello, readers. I'm Ryan. This is the author of the article, not me. (laughs) Identity crisis. And and I'm here with a new series of articles for MTG Stocks titled, Where Are They Now? In this series, we'll dive into a thorough of each month's weekly winners from 12 months previous. So one year ago, this is all, these are some of the November cheap pickups or you know, weekly winners, mm-hmm. and look at which cards most poorly stood the test of time in regards to their market value. So, here we go. The first one is the abundance, specifically from the Zendikar Rising Commander deck. And do, do you remember what was the cause of this one but without reading the article? Ooh, I know what it was. Oh, yeah, I read, I read ahead, okay. so... Oh, you mean the new or old reason? The reason the, the, why the, the one year reason. ago one this year ago, went up. Why okay. this went up? Yeah. So, what was the original reason why this went up a year ago? Uh, col- oh my god, what the fuck's the name of it? It's something colossal. Cultivator colossus. Cultivator colossus. Thank you. Yep. It went infinite, and people yep. lost their mind. Yes. So this is now. It was at one point an eight above eight dollar card, and now it is sub two dollars. Yeah. So the next one is Lodestone Bobble. <laughs> I forgot about this one. And this was a card out of Alliances. Okay, Danny, let's test you. Why did Lodestone Bobble move up? Uh, I'll read the card for you here real quick and see if that'll help you. You sack it. You put the top uh, up to four target basic lands 
from any player's graveyard on top of their library, that player draws a card at the beginning of the next upkeep. I gave you a hint. The exact same fucking card. <laughs> yep. Sure. Called Very Colossus. <laughs> All right. So at at the around the same point, this was sitting at an about on a fifteen fourteen dollar card. Now sitting here today, it is sub five dollars. And this one, I know, will break Matt's heart. I know. Hullbreaker Horror. God, I'll be honest. The, ca- I've, I've, the I've, card I've, that Matt has been holding on dearly that will eventually go above $20 is sitting sub $5 and more specifically sub, sub three. 3 I'll be honest with you. I picked up more copies at $10 than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Wow. Back when it was at $10. Because I'm like, this is going to be such a format-defining card. And here I am getting my cheeks clapped. I am, and my, my cheeks are getting breakered by a hull. So we could call this a, did this week in MTG call it, where are they now? And build off of it. Because it's everybody wrong. knows this one. I was on this one. And I guess we got to focus a little more now. How, ma- how many weeks did we do? And now to Matt with a whole breaker horror update. Like at least a month. It's probably like at least a month of that. Come on, Matt. Big creatures. You know better. So, so here. It has flash. It can't be countered. It does great things. It's better than Tide Spout Tyrant. Argue me. It's only played in Commander. And it will be played in Modern Pioneer. No. There's ways to do it. It doesn't get played. People are too scared. That's what it is. People are too scared. Why would you play this in Modern when you have Archonic Cruelty? Because this is a crap. It's a lobster. It's a lobster boy. It's a kraken. It pinches dicks. It is a kraken horror. That pinches dicks. It has nothing to do with crabs or lobsters. It's a kraken. <laughs> and secondly, it's not that good compared to the enter the battlefield effect versus, hey, this just shows up. Cool. I'll break your heart. I'm still on it. Stop. <laughs> I'll give you. I will give you possibly pioneer. <laughs> I will never give you modern for this. Because there are better cards. This is a great Listen, a listen. Card. I understand. I'm going to tell you. I let Blightsteel go on modern. It's okay. You can let this go too. Uh, fun fact. The uh, the Blightsteel Shape Anew was a thing for a hot minute there in modern a while ago. It also was a thing in standard back in the day when it came out too. Yeah, that too. All right. So, I don't know. I figured that would be a fun because they're starting to push out more different articles. So... Who knows? Maybe every now and then we'll read one of the bonus ones and make fun of Matt making Casey a bad in call. the fucking chat. More <laughs> like bank breaker pourer. <laughs> uh, yeah! Perfect. <laughs> I wonder if Spirit Link is one of those cards that has... Hey, hey this, is a, this is a perfect segue. Hey, Matt, you want to know a great thing that could tell you when to pick up cards and when to say, hmm, maybe this isn't a format-breaking card? Oh, God, what would that be, Garrett? Oh, thanks for asking, Anthony. It's this handy tool called TCG Sniper. What do they do, Garrett? Oh, see, they do this fun thing where they help you identify when to buy cards and when not to. Oh, my gosh. Do they do they have, like, a, a membership I can get or something? They do, they do have a membership. They have a basic one that you can put five products on, sealed or singles, like Hole Breaker Horror. Oh, yeah, yeah. That can take a slot up. <laughs> What about all, what if I have or, a membership though? What can I get that. on that? <laughs> or if you have a membership, you have unlimited 
product notifications. So I can to- have unlimited Hallbreaker horrors to put down? Oh, see, but you can For only- $2. You can- <laughs> You can only put one product on at a time, but you could put it on in two different instances. One to reach a high mark and two to reach a low mark. So in other words, back in the day, Matt had a certain notification to let him know when it would start selling for $20. Oh, man. When in reality, he should have had it set for when could I buy more at $2. That's probably true. That's probably true. Hey, isn't there something else about uh, TCG Sniper? Like if they mention us or something? There is. They you get three months of the premium, <laughs> premium membership package if you say the guys at this week in MTG sent you over. Mm. Holy crap! He picked up on on some of the stuff we do. I'm so proud of him. He, and he made fun of you at the same time. He he made a bit, but he can't read him what's in front of him on the screen. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't ever pay attention to Some that second half, okay? just can't read. I'm yeah, just, you think I can read? I'm just, a jerk. I'm just trying to get my points back here. I've been shit on. Well, I'm pretty sure you'll no, get shit on even no, more. Sure. Excuse me, sir. Hullbreaker Horror was shit on. You just happened to be carrying around that big deuce. Yeah. Which happens to be about the price it is right now. <laughs> Two dollars. <laughs> okay. There, there's your uh, contrary currency magic folk. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you if you're if you're tearing up from laughing, I don't know. Hit us up in the Discord. You're welcome. But uh, there, there we go. That's this episode. Thanks to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 164 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our Patreons who think that this podcast is worth supporting. We also like to give a big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Check them out. Check Good them job, out. Matt. Words are hard. We've yes, covered this already yes, multiple times in this you, episode. Tonight for you, it's on the mouse. <laughs> Uh, go check them out. Uh, now, anybody else got anything else they want to say? Hold on a mute. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, hopefully, we're going to keep you around for a, a possible end bit here. New episode, bonus episode coming. But uh, do you, you want people to follow you somewhere? Well, I guess yeah, you could follow, you can follow Adam Mew with Fox on Twitter for a whole long Twitter follow. Follows around. I don't know. I retweet things. <laughs> For as long as retweeting is, he, he is also on our Discord yeah. and posts wonderful things in our animals page. Yes, he does love foxes, and they're always there's occasionally kitties, like how uh, Masahiro Sakurai uh, last week, I think, yes, last week he was posted about his video his... about his cat. I love that shit. It's a very Ooh. cute cat, very cute. And then, yeah, we got an animal section. Just go go there, check that shit out. It makes you feel good and warm and fuzzy. Best thing to add to your Discord server ever is just an animals channel for people to share pictures. You know, people just want people want to show you their cute, their cool dog or their cool cat. You know, I have definitely posted pictures of my pets up there. But anybody else got anything else? Uh, it's actually patrons, not patreons. So get rid of the e. That's how it's spelled. No, it's patrons. No, that's how Patreon is spelled. Yes, Patreon, Patreon person, is. Yeah, thank our patrons. One person is a patron. So get rid of the E. There we go. Patrons to Patreons. There we go. 
the more uh, we know. I've, I've been wanting to tell you that for like the last <laughs> seven months, but I just let you leave it that you way. Just, you just let it go. Yeah. You thought this was the moment the, to, I mainly, to, well, to I mainly break in there about it and, and then create this like, horror for well, his life? Just <laughs> adding on to the horror. Oh. His, his hull of a ship is just destroyed. And with that, magic folk, <laughs> we will catch you next time. He's sinking. No. <laughs> Buying all this new shit. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! What's that? Oh no, he's got the chair!